your man at home. The club is full of ballers and their pockets full grown. And now you fellas leave your girl with her friends. Cause it's 11.30 and the club is jumping, jumping. What's up, Sitters? This is Bradford Douglas, along with Joey Edge. Sitters was good. And Chris Martinez. What's happening, man? And we are Front Porch Sitting, and that's a fun song you had going there, Christopher. Um, more than likely. We'll probably get into, get into why that is the intro song. It's a good song. Big fan. Has a lot to do with our, our guest tonight. We have, we have a guest tonight. Yes, we do. We do. He's in the building. We're going we're gonna to save him for a little bit, though, uh, before, before we introduce him. Stay tuned. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah, we got a full show tonight. We're going to. We actually, our guest is here to talk Gator talk with us. Um, he is apparently the man when it comes to this. He knows more than Joey and Shane put together. Oh well, lofty, lofty expectations right off the start there, Brad. Love that. Yeah, he's uh, Jacob, man. He's a local local <clears throat> legend out of uh, out of Dixie Dixie County. Um, like I said, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We're gonna. What are we gonna talk about, Brad? We got picks. We got to talk one uh, A football. We have a lot to talk about. There's so much going on. But what before the? we get to any of that, okay. we're going to go ahead and go with our ad read for Mr. JW, John Woodley. Um, go see those guys. Hunting season has just started, and there's some exciting things coming. Heck yeah. No, so like Black Friday, I talked to John because um, Chad Hunter uh, hit us up. It was like, hey, is JW having a Black Friday sale? And um, I was like, well, that's a good question. I know he is. What is it? So, you know, I could let the people know. And John, in a roundabout way, said um, – it, and I quote, it's too good to miss. Um, they're going to have some type of flat, some flyer ad uh, that'll, that'll drop tomorrow or today as you're listening. Um, and a little bit of Let's Go Brandon in that, right? Um, but they're going to drop a, they're going <laughs> to drop an ad um, about, about ammunition and guns and, and really good like red tag sales. John said it's, it's good enough that you're not going to want to miss. So go see those people, lay away. They offer all that. Uh, John's a heck of a supporter. He's going to come check us out on, uh, on Friday night again, tomorrow night, in our third-round playoff game. Yes, sir. Congrats to the Tigers. They are looking good. Can't wait to be there supporting them Friday night in Chiefland. And um, How'd you enjoy Hilliard last weekend? I enjoyed it. I'll tell you what I learned the most thing about Union is those guys travel. I stood the entire game, and so did you. <laughs> that is very true. We did. Um, yeah, Hilliard, Hilliard was cold. It was cold in Hilliard. Yeah, it got cold fast. It dropped in a hurry. Yeah. That's one thing I remember. Like, third quarter, I remember going, oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, it came out of halftime. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. Two things happened. That um, um, temperature dropped, and the score went up for Union. Ah, <laughs> okay. I see what Brad did there. Yeah, Mr. Riley Reed once again, put together a great second half. I mean, the first half was great, but the you know, second half is always he, – he, he does, like, one adjustment, and the other team never knows what to do. Brad's bringing the fire tonight. He is bringing it. Again, lofty expectations. We know Riley's good at what he does. Obviously. My God, he's yeah. good at what he does. How did, uh, speaking of being good at what we do, I'm not sure we're really good at picking uh, games. I know um, I'm not. How did how did uh, we fare last week there, buddy? I'm pretty sure I went 0 for 4. Joey, oh I need you to confirm. God. Bradford went 0 and 4. <laughs> and me and you went 1 and 3. Not Ooh. much better. Not nope. much better. I accomplished what I meant to accomplish last week, though. I did do that. So You didn't lose ground. Didn't lose ground. Just had to hang tight. <laughs> hang tight. Who are we picking this week, Joey? North Carolina at North Carolina State. North Carolina State is minus six. Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan is getting eight and a half at home. 
Texas A&M at LSU. LSU is getting six and a half at home, and Florida State at Florida. Florida is minus two and a half. Oh, man, those are four fun ones to pick. Are we going to save the Florida, Florida State one for during the uh, preview? Probably should. Yeah, I agree. I think so. so. Go ahead and get the other three. I'm, uh, I guess I'll go first since I went over. I like that idea. Yeah, sure. North Carolina at North Carolina State. Give me the Tar Heels. They're getting six there? Yeah, six, they're getting six. Six six or six and a half? Six. Uh, yeah, give me a Wolfpack. I like it. Um. Yeah, give give me give me North Carolina with Brad here. Big fan of that. Can yeah. I ask you either of you uh, one at a time why, <laughs> Bradley? I just feel like Sam House due for a big game, and this is a big one. It's a rivalry game, and he hasn't played the best this year. To, I mean, from what I've seen, anyways, I've only watched him in one game really, and it was against Florida State. So <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> he's been up and down. He's been good, and he's been bad. Um, in the same game, yeah. Very true. Like he'll be really good in the game, and then he'll like uh, like be really bad for a quarter. I just think rivalry game. It's uh, neither team's excellent, so give me the points in that scenario. Gotcha. Fair enough. I like it. What's uh, what's the uh, next game there, Joey? Uh, next game is Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan, mm. Michigan. Michigan is catching eight and a half at home. That's a lot of points. It is. Where are you going on this? Uh, give me Ohio State. Yeah, I um. That's where I'm at too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go Michigan. I'm uh, our friend Jayco here said he's um, he was feeling them, so I'm a uh, I'm, I'm hopefully going to pick up a game here. Yeah, you're going to piggyback there. I, 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 I'm not a hardball fan. I hope you, I hope they lose every game to uh, to Ohio State forever and ever. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There's like two teams, literally two coaches reason. you like hate. It's him and Dabo. Yeah, Dabo's way worse. I'd rather have uh, hardball than Dabo any oh. day. Dabo can. Yeah. Well, you're we're, you're well documented on on yeah. what Dabo can and can't do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, te- <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Texas A&M at LSU. LSU is getting six and a half at home. Christopher? Uh, yeah, Jimbo. This is a Jimbo game, man. I'll also take uh, the Fighting Jimbos. Uh, Coach O's last game at home. Do they like him? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if they dislike him. I know some people like him. Yeah. I like hearing Coach him talk. O, Coach O going out with a win. Give me LSU. Okay. Consensus Ron's in the up. room is everyone's with Joey on that, minus me and Brad. Cool. Here for it. Go <laughs> Including that Ogeron. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Well, we're going to save Florida, Florida State for the preview, obviously. Right. Um, anything going on in sports? I, I remember like a big story just happened. I can't remember what it is. No. Um... Yeah, there's a bunch of those big, big stories. We'll cover them here in a minute. I think what we're going to do now is we'll go ahead and bring um, our guest on. We'll bring Jayco on. We'll talk some 1A football, and then we'll save the uh, University of Florida meltdown, big win, whatever, whatever's happening. We'll, 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 like, hash all that Gator stuff out there at the end. So y'all stay tuned. Like it and retweet. That's always cool. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. That's cool. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, we almost forgot to do that. Um, go listen to it while you're hanging out with your family. If they get on your nerves too bad. All right, Chris, without further ado, we have, we have our special guest sitting right next to me, actually. Yeah, he's right next to you, man. We have the pleasure of having, uh, Jared Jaco Corbin, uh, with us here tonight. He is a, literally a legend from, uh, Dixie County. Uh, we got some mutual friends, um, 
you you played for Andrew, right? Yes. You and Rick, y'all both played for Andrew. Yeah, we did. Rick is currently on our staff. Um, Jaco is still employed over there. He is the D line coach. Kind of does it all. I just had to double check with him, but D line, O line, JV offensive coordinator. On the side, Joey, what does he do? He's the interim head coach right now. No, no, I mean he's like the DJ. Oh my bad, my, my bad. That's my fault. Sorry about that. That's me. That's my bad. Um, yeah, no, he's definitely a DJ. Uh, he DJ's a lot of weddings. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, really. really I, I'll, I'll be honest. I just learned his name was Jared. I just assumed it was Jaco. You don't get a cool nickname like Jaco out the womb. No, no, I know. Um, I, I didn't actually think that was his name. I just never knew his name was Jared until just a minute ago. That's excellent. Well, there you go. Um, but no, man, he's really, 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 really solid. Solid guy. We've hung out with him a few times at some clinics. Uh, that's actually kind of where the intro song came from. We might dive into that there at the end here. Um, but he's real sharp with football, super in tuned um, with 1A in, in general. And then in addition to that, he's a big-time Gator fan. Um, that's my favorite thing about him so yeah, far. Yeah, we only bring on logical, realistic uh, Gator fans, and, and we got one. Jacob did did his notes and 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 uh, prepared some quality responses for you. So I'm actually super excited about getting into this. Me and him kind of been talking about it, kicking around the idea of coming on. Uh, well, he once called it the short porch, um, but coming on the front porch with us to <laughs> one and the same really <laughs> to talk some uh, some sports. So without further ado, Joey, I'm gonna let you kind of bring us in here with the uh, initial question for for Jacob. Thank you, I Christopher. Y'all having me on here, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Glad to have you. I'm glad you uh, glad you found the time to come over to old, little old Lake City. I guess it's big Lake City for you. Isn't it's it? pretty big compared to yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Um, anyways, Jaco, hey man, what got you into coaching? Like, wh- why did you why did you want to get into the to the fun world of coaching? I just always loved the game, you know, from its how raw it was and it's pure, um, and just that you can just dominate somebody, you know. And there's nothing they can do about it, you know. Give you something to talk about. I just always thought that, you know, me versus you, the ultimate alpha thing, you know. And I just always thought the game was – I just always loved the game, man. It yeah. was just always something that I always looked at and said, man, I just I just love the way this goes. And it was just something that I really always thought about getting on into. Um, I'm going to kind of jump off of there. So, you're in coaching now. Where – like, where did you start? So, obviously, you love the game. That's why you started. But where did you start – um, like the the coaching journey. Oh yeah, in the spring of um, 2012, I um, started at Bell, and how I ended up there was the guy that was my O line coach at Dixie uh, took a head job over there, and I came over there with him, and <clears throat> that was a uh, that's where I got it at right there. First first start was in Bell, <laughs> you know, not a lot of resources. You had to you had to get it how you lived out there, so. Um, yeah, it was Bell, man. Bell, Florida. How old were you when you got that, that first gig? Uh, I was like 20. Mm-hmm. Good times, huh? Yeah, we got after him, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed your time at Bell? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we, we had um, my first year there, we actually made the playoffs for the first time in school history. Okay. And uh, actually, uh, I think that's the only time that they've made the playoffs in their whole time as a school. So... That was interesting. Um, they thought that we were, uh, you know, Jesus Christ of the football <laughs> right. over there. You know, hey, we, well, we played however many years Bell High School's been around, and they never made the playoffs. And then we get there from Dixie, you know, and they're, oh, we made the playoffs. Right. And then I was like, yeah, well, they had some pretty good kids, and we just, you know, made them just 
get the get that edge that they needed. You know. How long were you at Bell? <clears throat> Three years. Three years. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump the gun. I'm, this is supposed to be your question. But I'm it gonna is. go and take it. It's okay. What would you say this thus far? Um, your favorite moment as a coach has been? Oh, I've had a lot of good moments. Uh, a lot of bad moments. You know, but football is like life, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But best moment, um, probably in 2019, I was at Dixie, and uh, we were playing Chiefland, okay, and uh, they were better than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually went to the third round in playoffs and lost to Pahokia in a close one. But it was in 2019, we were playing Chiefland at home. And so it was about five minutes left in the game, and um, – they're they're driving on us, okay. They had a little quarterback, uh, real electric. He could he could make you miss, take it to the house. So it's tied up about five minutes left. Well, he gets loose <laughs> about I don't know from about the forty yard line, right around midfield somewhere. Takes it in, scores a touchdown. They go up. They go up six. And uh, they go for the extra point. Guy tugs it, all right, shoves it off. So I'm like, oh, hell, you know, call them plays. I'm like, all right, here's – all right, we got to get down there and score. You know, and um, he misses it. So they kick the ball off to us. All right, it's about 3.30 left in the game. We started out, started out, you know, driving, getting on down there, getting on down there, across midfield. It's about two minutes, minute 50 left get in a third down. It's like third and 14. I'm calling plays at this time, right? I just first year calling plays. Didn't know nothing about it. You know, just, yeah, that's, that's good. Do it, do it again, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little more than that, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. And um, I said, hell, let's let's run trap. Piss on it. We'll trap them. Third and so, 14, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, we run trap. House call. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so, you know, damn, I was thinking, wow, <laughs> here we are, you know, we tie this game up. Yeah. You know, it's going crazy on the sideline, ah, you know. This is like under a minute left, and I'm thinking, all right, all right. So, we got a kid that can kick an f- extra point, but uh, I'm, I don't I don't know if we want to put this on this youngin. you know what I'm saying? Because my 300-pound ass can kick field goal better than this kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... I'm like, well, we'll just go for two. So, in the midst of all that, we don't get to play in or something happens. There's a wildness. You know how it is. And delay a game. Oh, no. No, scratch that. It was not. I remember it now. Good as <laughs> good as then. All right. So, we're going to run rocket. Okay. Yep. I call rocket. We're going to run rocket. Both wings go in motion. Flag. Five. I was like, shit. All right, here we go. So, <clears throat> we get – they back us up. They're like, what are we going to do? I was like, well, hey. I said, look, we got we had a kid. You know, he was a decent little athlete receiver. Same kid that was there this year that took one of y'all. Uh, I said, hey, I said, hell, at this stage, let's just throw a ball to him. Just throw, just throw a fade to this kid. Just whatever. And so it's 42 all at this point. Snaps a ball, throws a fade. Kid Moss's guy in the end zone, 44-42. And I remember somebody got a picture of it. You couldn't have put a sheet of paper between his foot and out of bounds. I mean, oh, man. it was thin. I yeah. mean, he, he barely got in there. We go up to <clears throat> They actually wind up 
driving all down there, down there to score again, and we get a uh, stop on him. With quarterback, he's running around like he's Johnny Manziel back there, and we finally corral him and get the sack and uh, get the stop and storm the field. Oh, boy. And that was uh, in uh, Chiefland 2019. That's probably my greatest memory as a coach. Okay. Also, I would, uh, you know, there's just a multitude of things, but also uh, just all the relationships that I've been able to build through the game and with the people and the kids. And it's just – it's been a blessing for me to been able to be in that space. Yes, sir. I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make our way back to Chiefland here in just a minute. I feel like. Yep. We're yeah. getting them, okay. them boys right. in, a, in a moment. Yeah, I, I thought so. Um, so that's your that's your best memory. What's your what's your greatest accomplishment that you would say as a coach? Oh, there's still a lot more to accomplish, but um, I think greatest accomplishment is the impact that I've had on the kids, and the impact they've had on me. Yeah. You know, you just endless amount of things I can look at and say <clears throat> football has brought to my life and then allowed me to give to other people's life. Um, but yep. also the 2013 playoff in Bell, school history first time, that was a that was a good accomplishment. I really do believe that. Because, I mean, still, I mean, all their years they hadn't made it except that year. That was a good accomplishment for the staff that I was on there. I, think that was good you know at Dixie I don't necessarily look at making the playoffs as an accomplishment I think that's standard right right so I don't all the years that we've made the playoffs that I've been there I don't look at that as oh I accomplished that that was that's what is expected of us and that's the bare standard you know so yeah absolutely I I, I buy that I agree with that I got one for you I think I'm gonna enjoy it <clears throat> to what would you say the biggest challenges are in coaching today oh. <laughs> well first thing is just like what you got in your hand right there yep a cell phone uh-huh you know technology um as a whole not even in football just in life in general you know taking the relationships away from me and you having a conversation versus you always on your phone me always on my phone and with kids you know they live in a microwave society and they that's how they operate you know they want it now you know they see it on social media and you know when i was in school somebody had an iphone like dang that's a big deal you right know, i don't yeah you know i remember t9 texting yes sir so uh-huh. um on the old razor <laughs> on the, the razor. <laughs> you had a razor you was that guy <laughs> you was pulling thank you, you know oh, what I'm saying? No, no, no. <laughs> but uh hey that's probably the major thing is just, yeah. <clears throat> and I, you know, I don't know, like I've talked with people, you know, some people like, oh, kids are different these days. Well, you're different too. I'm different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's true. My mom, you know, 60 years old, she's got, a, she's got a phone with internet access. She didn't have that for most of her adult life. And now here she is, you know, having a phone. My dad has a phone. They can get on the internet at the click of a finger, you know. So yeah, we all we're all changing, you know. The kids are too, but the main thing with just coaching kids is kids these days deal with their phones so much they don't pay attention to detail. Right. It's hard to really get them engaged on something that's not about them. Right. And Amen. that's one of the things that uh, you know, I try to talk with my kids about is look, we're all in this together. You know, you're not better than me. 
I'm not better than you. He's not better than us. We're all in here together. So try to build that family atmosphere to kind of help shelter some of that, you know, negative light that comes with the social media and people portraying themselves as, you know, holier than thou. Yeah, something they're not. I totally agree. I really love that answer. Really good answer. Um, what is uh, what is one piece of advice that you would give another? We'll call it a young coach. Another young coach. What, what's one piece of advice you'd give another coach? Mm. Well, I would say this. Okay, Chris, when's the last time you made a tackle in a game? Shoot, two thousand eight. When's the last time you blocked somebody? Uh, it's, it's been a minute. All right, I haven't done anything on a football field since 2010. It's not about me. It's about them kids. It's about your players. And you can't call a defense or call a play to win a game. You know, you can put your kids in a position to succeed, but you can't make a call saying, I'm going to call this and we're going to get it because I'm going to call this. <clears throat> you got to call something and do something that the kids can do and that they respond to because they're the ones out there making the plays. You're not. You're just trying to assist them and put them in the position to succeed. So I would just say to a young coach, you know, know, know your players, know what they're capable of, put them in a position to succeed, and don't worry about you and your ego. Worry about trying to be the best that you can be for your players and your team. And don't call a play to win a game. Let the kids win the game. Call what needs to be called, you know what I'm saying? Just do do what you got to do to get the kids mm-hmm. in a position to win. That may be my, that may be my favorite answer to that <clears throat> question. We typically ask, like, similar similar questions to coaches. Right. That's probably my favorite answer to that question that I I've agree. heard. I absolutely agree with that, Chris. Because there is a lot of that. You're right. A lot of the ego and coaches trying to, yeah, I'm going to call and, this to, to get this. Right? And especially with young coaches. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're, you don't have nothing to prove because it's not on you. Right. You know, I don't I don't think that you can necessarily, like, just say coaching don't matter. Right. Whatever you call is going to work. But, no, it ain't that. It's just – it's to the point of you have to call something and do stuff that makes, makes it good for them on right. their end. You know, you can't just get out there and just call it because you want to do it or this or that and the other because it's what you want to do. Right. You know, you got to – Fit it to whoever you got and what they do best. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. You want to uh, shift this thing to some one a one a football preview kind of thing? Absolutely, I do. Let's go. So we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it somewhat brief, but let's preview some of these matchups. There's eight teams left, so there's four games. We'll save uh, Chiefland Union County for the end. All right, sounds good to me. Where do you want to start, Jacob? Well, let's go out west. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to one first. And out there we got uh, Chipley. Yep. And we got Baker. What you got, babe? I, I got uh I got Chipley, personally. I love it. I do too. Yes, yeah. sir. I think I think Chipley wins the game too. I think Baker may be a bit uh I don't know. I gotta be careful because I coach. So um I agree with what you two said. He's kinda like old Herb Street in college. He, he is, he? yeah. He's one of, he he can't he can't predict the game. He can only talk about it a little bit. He don't want to put too much stock in somebody or not enough. <laughs> right. I don't want to give anybody any extra any bulletin board. We we got a very broad listenership, so 
could be somebody picks something up out there in the panhandle, you know. So, uh, good luck to those two teams. Hope they uh, hope they really battle. Uh, That's right. <laughs> but I, but I do agree with you two there, which is not the. Is that, is that the um, – No, based on the seeds, the Baker's a higher seed. Yes. The win. experts are picking yeah. – I don't know about the experts, I, but I, I did see that somebody picked Baker. Yeah. Yeah, I just think from what I know, people I've talked to – because I haven't watched any film on Baker or Chipley, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. other than a little bit of stuff, news clips and whatnot. But I'm hearing Chipley's nice. Yeah. So, we'll see. Where do you want to go next here? Let's just keep going east. Okay. All right, we'll go Bluntstown, Madison. Yes, sir. Now, I love this matchup. I love this matchup. I do, too. Because I really think people are probably going to be sleeping on Bluntstown. Mm-hmm. And it's... I don't know that they should be because of it. Let me tell you something. I've watched film on them. Okay? I have, too. If you want somebody that's going to put their hand in the dirt and knock you off the football, that's the team in 1A that is going to do it. And they got just enough of skilled players to make it interesting. Um. I'm going to pass it off because I'm going to ponder it a second. <laughs> give me uh, give me Bluntstown in this game. I, I've seen Madison play. Really? I've seen Madison play. Give me, I'm, give me Bluntstown. I'm, I'm, again, not going to pick this here. Um, but what I will say is I've watched film on both. And I watched <coughs> Bluntstown and what you just said, how physical they are on both lines of scrimmage. And then their freaking defensive backs, they do not get blocked. And they will strike you when they get there. I watched a lot of Chiefland this week, obviously. And we watched the Bluntstown game, obviously. And um, they don't they, – they, they make plays out on the edge. Yeah. Uh, but Bluntstown's defensive back. So, as a, as a program, they're extremely physical, which is why I think it's an interesting matchup because Madison is, is – they're, they're physical too. They're, right. They're, they're not like a, a – that's going to be – I think that's going to be a good football game. Madison wants to spread it out a little bit at times, but they're still physical as hell. While they have it spread too, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys on that. But uh, it's like uh, Riley's boy Urban Myers used to say: "Speed kills." All right. And hat batters hate to say, "I'm gonna go with the Cowboys." That's gonna be a close game though. And I got a lot of respect for uh, a lot of the people out there in Bluntstown. Those are some hard nosed people, and uh, that's a good program. That's a staple one A program. But I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. If I wasn't going to uh, to Chiefland Friday night, I might ride over, watch that game. It should be yeah, a good be game. A good one now. That yeah. would be a good. Yeah, that would be a good one. Where would that, where is that one being played? Bluntstown. Yeah, yeah. Bluntstown. that makes it interesting. Yeah. If it was in Boot Hill, then I I would uh, I would probably lean uh, I would lean I would play that that has a factor in who wins right. that game. Uh, I agree with that. Where are we at? Where are we at next? Here we're gonna go Hawthorne. Seeing as they're the last, yeah, one we're going to skip our we're going to skip our region. We're going to go Hawthorne and Pahokee. Yeah, now, mm, tell you what, Hawthorne <laughs> is stacked to the gills. Yes, sir. Okay. Again, yet again. All right, they are talented as all get out, um, and they got some linebackers. A man told me he said they got some linebackers. That'll knock your watch in your shirt pocket. <laughs> so, I, you know, they're deep. They got a huge offensive line. They got really good skill players. Um, and their defense is elite at this level. And um, it'll be hard. Tough sledding for anybody, to be honest with you. Um, 
Pahokee. I haven't watched much of them. I know, you know, they chase rabbits. They got speed, this and that and the other. But uh, Hawthorne is unmatched at this stage, and uh, they'll easily take that one. And that'll open some eyes, I think. Probably people will say, wow, they dominated Pahokee. You know, they're definitely the favorite. I've talked to some people that said Pahokee's not the, the typical Pahokee. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and co-sign with Jayco here. Give me, uh, give me Hawthorne big. Yep, I'm, uh, I think I think the Hornets get it done uh, as well, which does lead us into our next game, the main one we care about, right? Yeah, that's the one I care. I'm gonna about. be there. I'm gonna be in attendance. Heck yeah, love it, Joe. You're planning on being there, long, long as uh, everything goes according <laughs> to plan. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, you want to preview this one for us, there? Uh, yeah, Mr. you Porter? know, I think that I'm in a uh, space where I can do that. Okay, um, <laughs> definitely. Know these teams, yeah. all right? I've I broke oh, <coughs> probably 100 hours worth of film down at least this year, and I would say 40 of it was between these two. Uh-huh. So uh, I know them pretty well. Um, they are definitely both good teams. Um, with, uh, you know, Union, Union does – they're, they're, they're multiple offensively. Um, they still know, but they have a great identity. They still know what they want to do, um, and I really like them as a team. I think as a whole, that's a good, solid team. Defensively, their box is they're they're really good. They're one of the probably the one of the best teams that I've the the best team that I've watched on film this year. Uh, front seven, you know, just uh, their players are outstanding, and uh, they play with a lot of aggression physical team you know they rally to the football um chieflin chieflin has a lot of skill they have a lot of skilled players they got some guys that scare you when they get out in the open and they get loose um offensively you know they do what they do okay um and you gotta have to stop it because they're gonna do what they do um i think it's an interesting matchup um i really like uh, this game a lot. This is going to be a game. This is the one that I'm going to go to. And um, I think there will be a lot of people in attendance. Mm-hmm. I think that Union is the favorite, and I think Union is a better team. And uh, I do think that they're going to win, but I promise you this, because I, I, I got a feeling on this. You will get Chieflin's best version Friday night. You will get their best version of who they are Friday night. And um, that that's going to be interesting. I want to see how the Tigers react, but I'm going to go Union. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like me and Jayco have agreed a lot tonight, <laughs> and I'm I'm good with that. I, I feel good about that. It makes me feel better about myself, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I haven't seen much of Chieflin this year, but I I know the staff at Union County, so you know where I'm going with that. Yep. I feel like I can speak speak freely on this one. I think everything that Jayco said there is absolutely right. They're extremely talented um, on offense. They got skill everywhere, and they do got guys that can change the scoreboard quick. Um, and they also have an identity, and they're probably one of the more physical teams we've played this year as well. Like they're not afraid of that 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 brand of football. And uh, I welcome it. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think our kids are excited. I know they are. Um, I think it'll be a good football game. I think that's why you play. This is why you coach. 
for for games like Friday night. Agreed. And mm-hmm. and I am I am and we are. I know we're all excited for the opportunity uh, to to go over there and, and compete for a, for a region a region championship and then you know see what happens in that game. But I'm with you. I think we do get their best bunch. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they'll fold either. I think they'll play. They'll play the allotment of the game. I don't think they're going to be one of them teams you get hit in the mouth and then they quit. No, I don't think, I don't think so either. Yeah, they're, they're a tough bunch. They'll, yeah. they'll be there. I mean, what, they're 10 and 1 now? Yeah, they lost to Bluntstown. Yeah, they're 10 and 1 for a reason. Yeah. You don't, Good get, team. To be, you don't get to be 10 and 1 by, by being a, a, a fake, a fraud. No, they're not a phony, but uh, that'll be a really good game. Them Tigers are ready. I know they are. And, you know, that's it's the game I'm watching. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Me too. I'll be there. <laughs> I think we'll Man, all be there. Everybody in this room will be there. Yeah, um, so what what are we gonna do here? You want to go? You want to go into some Florida talk? I would imagine we have to, don't I we? I think I think we need to go into some some Florida some Florida Gator conversation here. I mean, if we're talking Gator talk, Chris, I feel like we got to start with uh, with Coach Mullen getting fired, right? I mean, <laughs> got got fired before the FSU game. Did you it, it, at any point in the last three years? Did you think this was a possibility right now? Uh no, not even not even like slightly. Even even last week after y'all lost to Missouri, I did not even think hey, even then that that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I I really didn't. I know I, that I there were either. people saying that and stuff like that, but man, God Almighty, that that really did shock me. That it, it got me too. That was crazy to me, and I, I'm still not sure that I'm still not sure. I know I know Riley's opinion, but I'm still not sure. I'm going to get y'all's if that's the right move. I'm really not, and I guess only time will tell, but I mean, I really don't know that firing Dan Mullen, even at this point, or at all, is the right move. I have, I have, I have extremely mixed feelings on everybody. I mean, I'm pretty well documented to, to the Dan Mullen side. I like Dan Mullen, um, and, and I'll root for him wherever he goes from here. I, I don't know. He seems so disinterested, and I don't know if he was. I don't know if it was just a look. I don't know if he's got something going on at home. I don't know if – I, I don't know. I don't know anything of that, of that nature. But he looked way more disinterested than he should have, given the circumstances of the program. Yeah, I mean, I really like Dan Mullen. I thought Dan Mullen was a great coach. Yep. Um, but you're right, there was a few things that made you question whether his commitment level was there or not. But still yet, I don't think that the man deserved to be fired. I'm not sure that I do um, either. And I don't know that you can go out and get a guy that was as qualified as he was. Um you know, and history history will will show that Florida has done this before, and it's a lot of times it has not panned out for them. You know, you uh you get rid of Spurrier, okay? You go get Zook, get rid of Zook, go get Myers, Ooh. get rid of Myers, get Muschamp. Loved Muschamp. I did too. Great coach. Yes, sir. Didn't pan for him. He was snake bit, as they say. Uh huh. All right, he's out of there. Go get Jimmy McElwain. What in the hell? All right, so. <laughs> Great, you know, you great fi- analogy there. You I like fired that. Will Muschamp for Jimmy McElwain. I'm out of gas on that. I'm going to stop. Uh, we're going to go on to something else. Jimmy McElwain wasn't there. All right. We called him butter teeth around my parts. <laughs> but get rid of McElwain. You get this guy. Right. Okay. Guy thinks a long hauler. What this shows to me is that the university has no commitment to anyone whatsoever. Um and that you can be a coach of the year candidate mm-hmm. and then fired within the same month. I mean, that that is what I think it has come to. But part of me also says that 
they're not doing that. That's not what it is. I think that there's probably there's some portion of me that says, you know, Dan Mullen went to his agent, Jimmy Sexton, and said, hey, Jimmy, uh, talk to Scott and get me the hell out of here. I'm tired I, of this shit. Yep. And and I think that there was there was some of that. But that's also based off the, the – Florida has a rotten fan base mm-hmm. um, that don't know nothing mm-hmm. about anything that has to do with anything. Uh, and they just, you know, say what they want to say and do what they want to do. But I think that Mullen decided – that he probably wanted to get out of there before they pulled the trigger on actually getting rid of him, and it was kind of something that just manifested into this. Right. I'm kind of glad you said that too, because here's the thing: like, the, here's how I view the fan base. Sometimes, not not all of them, because we got some really really good ones, and and we have four in here right now that are that are real logical and, and good fans. I, I saw, you know, you see a lot of stuff, and I know Twitter is the the fanatical <laughs> side, the crazy side of a fan base, and I understand mm. that. But I saw some like, oh. Uh, you know, James Franklin got an extension or whatever, right. and somebody was talking trash about to to Penn State because they were kind of happy that they kept James Franklin. And like, man, your coach is terrible, and y'all sign him at Florida, we fire him. I'm like, that's not a, that's not necessarily a good thing. The man won thirty something games in three years and three New York six New Year six bowls in a row, and had it was very very close to having his team to the playoffs. But I will say in that same breath, and this is like the the Trump card here is. He did not seem engaged. He did not seem yeah. interested. And then, if that's the case, then you no longer can be employed. Like, right. And so, like, I understand why, but I just don't necessarily know. Like, I don't know how you can reconcile it if you can reconcile it. But I think Dan Mullen is a damn good offensive coordinator. And I, I, I would have think there would be a way to try and make that work. Maybe there wasn't. And that's why they did what they did. Yeah. I'm, I'm with, I'm with Jaco. I think something, something behind closed doors had to have happened or, or, <laughs> Or maybe he's just said he's tired of dealing with with the uh, craziness of the fans and the the ridiculous expectations year in and year out that uh, sometimes aren't aren't a, a a real expectation to meet. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I hate it for old Dan. I hope he I hope he lands on his feet, and I, I'm sure he will. Whether that be at SMU or Virginia Tech or maybe in the NFL as an offensive <laughs> coordinator. I never would have thought that 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 we would be here. Like, I Never. really didn't. I did not think that Dan Mullen would be without a job. I just did. I, I maybe maybe he would leave for the NFL, but I didn't think it would go. It would be this bad. Like I didn't. I just didn't. I, I it was abrupt. It was. It was quick. Right. It was so yeah. wild. That's. I think that's the thing that gets me the most. Is it wasn't like this overtime thing. It was like Marco threw a shoe and then he's fired. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, know, I was telling a friend the other day. I was telling him, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> that Georgia game. And how that spiraled out of control and snowballed. I said, you could watch 100 football games mm-hmm. and never see the last two minutes of a half in like that half did. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And that was – I think they were in a position to compete in the second half of that game. And I think that, you know, things just happened and it didn't It didn't pan out. I don't know that they would have won, but no, I don't yeah. see it spiraling out of control like it did, you know, where it's three to nothing with 250 left and then it's – you know what was it? Twenty-seven to nothing with, you know, two ten left or whatever it was. Yeah, it was quick. It yeah, was a it wild was. sequence that went on, and I don't know that you'll necessarily see that in many games if, that you'll watch in your lifetime. If you, you know, I mean, that's wild events. I agree. Where, um, sorry, I have you both here. Where, Joey? I'll, I'll go to you first. Where does Florida go? Where do they go next? Um, you want to go? You want to go first here? 
Yeah, because I'll, uh, I figure you're probably on the same page as me on this, but yeah. there's only two names that I'm going to mention because it's going to be one of two of these guys. The uh, One of them is probably already hired, and they're just waiting to ask this other individual if he'll entertain some of the similar stuff, and it possibly has already taken place. That's my thoughts. But it's going to be uh, Billy Napier, okay, and then Lane Kiffin. Um, I think after the Egg Bowl, the Kiffin talk will heat up a little bit. Because at this stage, right, as a Florida fan, I look at Florida and I say, well, hell, uh, piss on it. Let's just go get a guy in five years, sell our soul to the devil, and win a championship or two. And we're trying to build a program here. We don't want somebody that's going to stay. We want somebody that's going to win and then leave if they got to. You know, because that's what <laughs> Kiffin's going to do. Now, if Kiffin's there, by you know, in the first five years, he's probably going to win a championship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If he makes would, it five. Yeah, if he, if makes, he makes it to five, yep. but is that what – I mean, that's that's where they've painted themselves. Like who – you know, Billy Napier, what I've read on him, he wants the right situation, the right – he knows in his heart, I don't want to go to Florida. I shouldn't go to Florida. <laughs> They're going to can my ass if I don't produce. Yeah. But the talent and the draw of what it could be engages him and entices him in such an angle that he has to go. Yeah. He has to entertain it. And he has to pull the trigger, and he has to end up in Florida, even though he knows that in 10 years, I will not be there. Lane Kiffin, on the other hand, he'll be there, and in five years, he'll haul ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He'll go. And that's probably what that's probably what they need. Somebody like him, somebody that's disruptive and, and can combat with how, you know, I say nasty the Florida media is and the, the fan base and somebody like him who's got that edge to him. He kind of reminds me of a young Spurrier. He's kind of, you know, yep. let's dial it up and what you got. Yeah. You know, and, and I think at this stage, you know, I told a friend of mine, he's a big Gator fan. Shout out Todd Mitchell. He's on Twitter. Let's go. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he's big in the Florida Gators, and he loves it and this and that and the other. And He said, man, who are we going to hire? I said, well, we fired a guy that was good. <laughs> he said, yeah, what, who are we going to hire? I said, well, name just going to be swirling around probably Billy Napier. He's probably, you know, young hot gun. He's going to be a guy that everybody's going to try to go after. You know? I said, but I'm thinking about Lane Kiffin to be a good fit. He said, well, why would you want to – why would Lane Kiffin? I said, all right, do you want to win a championship in five years or do you want to win a championship in ten years? I said, because both the guys can probably – Dan Mullen could have won one. I agree. I said, but – how long is that university going to give that person? How long they got to get it cooking? Right. You know, and I think Kiffin's a guy that's more of let me recruit the hell out of this state. Let me bring the guys in that I need and let me dial it up. I'll give that defense to whoever wants it. We'll just outscore everybody. And in five years, when you want to get rid of me, I'll be ready to go too. Yeah. And, it's, you know, and, and when it is Napier, he's he's subject to be a kind of guy that, you know, wants to hang around the long haul. But, you know, I think he's probably the coach. I think that Napier, Billy Napier, will be the head coach at Florida. I'm, I'm a, almost certain of that. Um, but I think they will enter, in, entertain uh, Lane Kiffin once the Egg Bowl ends and whatnot, if they hadn't already. But, the thing is with Florida, and this will be my last point on this, is I think they almost burn coaches out. Yes. Um, because Spurrier, he left abruptly. Okay. Because of fans and expectations because of fans and stupidity. fans and expectations and so on and so forth. Myers fakes a heart attack to leave. Twice. Yeah. 
you know, you yeah, know no, that whole saga, however it was, you know. Um, <sighs> Dan Mullen, he was, uh, it was that fire was burning hot, yeah, and then it wasn't, you know, Jimmy McElwain, he, you know, week before the Georgia game, they're, they're sitting there talking about, you know, he's trying to show claws or whatever, you know, trying to get out of this, people threaten him and this and that, get out of his, uh, you know, buyout and so on and mm-hmm. so forth, and you know, it just seems like. It almost – it's like the presidency or something around there. It just yeah. withers away at them, and they just can't sustain it, and, and they just got to go. So, but anyway. Ma- McElwain was never the same coach after he yelled at Kelvin Taylor on the sideline. That's took, funny. And took all kinds That's of heat That's funny because I've, I've heard that. I've heard people say that before. And it makes no sense to me. Like, I, I thought it was great. Oh, when, yeah. When he Kelvin did it, Taylor I, needed it. He did. He did, bro. But anyways, I don't know. I'm, I I think that, that Jayco is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty accurate with that. I think that um, – yeah, I think Napier's name one, and if there is a name two, which I I, I personally think that the Napier deal is already done. Um, yeah. I, you know, people say all kinds of stuff, but I, I've heard that this has been going on since uh, since the Sunday of the South Carolina game that that Florida's people have talked to Napier's people since then. So I don't think this is something that just happened overnight. Uh, people uh, again never know how true certain things are, but people I trust. With with some sort of knowledge, have said has said that quote done deal. So well, well, I I tend to I tend to believe you're 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 pretty well plugged in, and as well as Jayco. Here's my one concern with a point you made, Jayco, was with them entertaining Lane after the Egg Bowl. I think that'd be a, a catastrophic mistake if they want Napier, they better go get him because I think the longer that they don't have that man hired, the more opportunity and time it gives other programs to ante up. Or to counter, or to not torn like for an LSU, for example, right. who already said his demands <clears throat> were too high. Right. Well, they still don't have a coach. Right. He's recruited that area. He's in that area. They allegedly have a coach too, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, his name's Dave Aranda. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, that would be a good hire. I agree. If I'm in the SEC, I don't like that. Okay. Well, never mind. They don't care about Billy Napier. But Virginia Tech's <laughs> hot. I mean, <laughs> right. you, know, you got other other, <laughs> other other programs. I just think like in coaching search, don't play around with it. If that's your guy and that's who you want, go hire him. I, like I said, I really think it's done. I, I don't think that they've played around. I think that it's 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 signed, sealed, delivered. According you, to Flight Tracker, he's yeah. Yeah. I, well, I agree. I'm, I'm no not worried deal. about Flight Tracker, but <laughs> yeah, People tracking flights from Florida, from Gainesville to Lafayette. They got the tail number. They got everything. Boy, they they are special people. I remember um, those times. Yeah, the thing the thing I love about Kiffin is is he's like you said he's he kind of reminds you of a young Spurrier. Yeah, like definitely. he's just arrogant enough to where he don't really care a whole lot about anybody's opinion at all. Um, he's good at what he does. They're gonna score. He, they're they're going to score. He's gonna say some reckless stuff. He's and, good at trolling on Twitter. He's going to troll on Twitter, which thankfully you know Spurrier didn't have Twitter, but he trolled <laughs> any and everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so yeah, I think there's some similarities there, especially especially with uh, with Kiffin. Um, I don't know that he recruits all that well. He does I, not. I, I don't. Not I don't all. love the, the like any of his classes at Ole Miss so far. Um, but hey, Sprayer didn't recruit all that well either. He recruited what he needed, and right. it worked. And it worked for him. So I don't well, know. Kiffin's got that swagger. I think you he does. put him at Florida and say, hey, you know, they hold his feet to the fire and say, hey, we're going to recruit. And he would. He's gonna get it done. Yeah, I. Uh, the kid's gonna. Lane Kiffin comes <coughs> in there and starts talking cash. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna entertain, you're gonna entertain him. him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not talking about currency. I'm just talking about you know, 
Rapping, or, yeah. or, or talking or good to them, or, or currency. Or you currency. never know. How yeah, they either or. Yeah. You never know how they be doing. Yeah, that's right. Um, you already know. I've wanted Lane for a long time, but I, I've I've convinced myself. Oh, you're a Lane guy. I've always been a Lane guy. Well, shit. Let's call. Let's call up Scott Strickland and make it happen. I, you got to tell me, but one time, I'm, I'm I'm all in on Napier now too, only because he punched he punched Dabo in the face. So so allegedly that's not true. I, I don't know if it's true or not. Allegations are. You know what allegations are? Yeah. Na- allegations. Napier. Napier. Uh, some guy said Na- he's from Napier's hometown. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and he well, said, he say, said his would, mama tells people the, the story. Well, I would tell my mama I did it too. Heck yeah. But uh, there's somebody that apparently was on staff, was uh, whatever, close to the staff that refutes that that story. Well, that's unfortunate. That's, a, that's an interesting so that, story, though. So that's why Billy Napier left Clemson, because he – because he, because he was, yeah. Jaw Jack Jabbo, Dabbo, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the We're just that's a little the old Clemson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, hey, so that leads me to the to the big preview <clears throat> here. There's a, a, a allegedly, or a, there's supposed to be a game, uh, some game of some sort. Saturday, right? Somewhat of importance in uh, in Gainesville Saturday at noon, I believe. Noon, mm-hmm. a noon kick. What, what channel is that on? I think Comedy Central or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 140, 140 on Dish, right? 140. Yeah, 403 on uh, on TV. It's it's programmed to record a noon shove. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am happy about I am happy about a noon kick. That's for sure. So Greg Knox is the interim coach. Yes. Okay. Greg Knox is interim coach. Greg Do- Knox was the interim coach at Mississippi State when when uh, Mullen left the first time too. Is he calling plays? No. Garrick Garrick McGee is calling plays, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks coach. QB coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, that makes me feel better. If, I'm, if I was a Gator fan, I would I'll be happier that not his first time calling plays. He's, Anthony he, Richardson is he, he's going to make sure that guy's comfortable. Right. Yeah. Okay. In theory, he should. Yes. Well, if yeah, he even sees care. the field, which I'm sure he will in this game. Richardson starting. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you? Is that breaking? Like no, no, breaking? no. That's not breaking. Emory Emory tore his ACL this week in practice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is breaking because nobody knows that he tore his ACL yet. But that's in a non-contact drill, will the D lineman decide to hit him? Allegedly, that ain't alleged. allegations are what? I ain't gonna say the guy's, allegations. I ain't gonna say the guy's name, but um, yeah. So you're starting AR fifteen. Gators, the Gators. <coughs> Carlos Del Rio has gotten some reps at practice. Just first team reps. I don't know. We'll you see. You always what split. Carlos. You always. Split. No, you always split. Yeah, but you always split. Yeah. That's not. That's there's no. There's nothing there. AR fifteen will start and he'll play. He'll play the, the whole AR, game. The AR goes. Five, 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 five. <laughs> the SK goes, ja, ja, ja. The AR-15. Yes, the AK versus the AR. Yep. I'll take that AK. But in this scenario, i gotta, I got to go with AR-15 here. Being so, a stud. How do y'all see the game going? Stud pickup for the Gators on that deal. I want to I want to know how you see the game going. How do I see it going? Yep. Well, now, that Rick, now that you've broken the news that Jones is out, <laughs> fixing to go to Hard Rock. <laughs> AR fifteen, golly! Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. AR fifteen, yeah, definitely. Gators big. Yeah, oh that's 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 kind of what I think too. I think, and, he, and I'll tell you why. Here's why: because I think Florida State's front four can get after <laughs> get after the quarterback a little bit. They've proven that. Uh, 11, 11, number eleven. Yeah, last chance you, Jeremiah Johnson, Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, Jermaine Johnson. He is that guy. Used to be a bulldog, couldn't hack it, went to the knolls. And now he's got like eleven sacks. Now he's going to be a first round. First round. <laughs> um, he seems smart for that move. Yeah, he decision. made he made himself a lot of money. Last chance, you to first round draft pick. Yeah, good decision. Worked out for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think Emory's a good enough runner uh, to. No, he is. He's just not decisive enough. Right. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's ah. good enough. 
I don't think he's good enough to to go make make the plays that need to be made. I don't think he can extend plays like right. AR fifteen can. And so like now, now that pressure, I think Anthony Richardson can extend plays. He can he has a rocket arm, so he can make throws once the plays are extended if he decides to throw it because he can run too. So I think he adds a whole another element. Um, and what I thought was, what I hoped was, a strength for Florida State going into the game is now negated a little bit because that dude's a freak. Like, everyone in the world, every Gator fan that I know that has any knowledge of, of quarterback or, or, or any knowledge of football says that that guy's better. Anthony Richardson is better than Emory. So, I mean, I, 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 the Gators got better with this backup quarterback, right? In theory, yeah. You know, in theory. He's better. He's been calling for him all year. Now you get him. He's better. Yeah. I just—I never was a fan of Jones, to be honest with you. He just seemed entirely too lackadaisical. And he was almost – I would watch him and I would think, is this man running? Is he, like, trying to run away from people? I, or, is I, he, or is he just, like, half-assing this? He just – just, just half stepping, honest to God. Yeah. I always thought, oh, he's he just, didn't scare me. He does not scare me. He I've never, never, I've never seen he's him. got arm talent, but he so does. does AR. But AR will break and run at least. I think, I think Mullen, if there's anything that can point to him getting fired, he can look at it saying, the not pulling the trigger on Anthony Richardson, Gainesville native, shout out 352, tr- trigger faster, got him canned because. Yeah. Emory Jones, I mean, yeah, Emory Jones is a decent player, but Emory Jones does not have it, you know, between the ears, it seems like, enough to get it done. He, it seemed like he was so slow and everything, you know. Yeah, I know he's I've, got I've the never physical. Seen, I've never seen a, a, a guy who can run be so indecisive about running. Yeah, like, I know, he ha- I know that he's capable of doing it because I've seen him do it in spurts. Right. But it was almost like he would just, no, nah, I don't, well, no. Nah. No, I'm gonna get sacked now. Like, just just run, man. Yeah, get I out agree. of there. I agree. And, and so then, you know, I think you do lose. I think you do lose though uh, a dynamic play caller in Mullen. Mullen's really really good at calling a game. No doubt, setting things He's, up, yeah. exposing defenses. He was really really good at that. <clears throat> but I think what you may gain, addition by subtraction, having a coach that has nothing to lose, playing with better with a better quarterback. I think it may balance that out a little bit. That's the part that bothers me a touch about this game. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about Garrett McGee and his play calling abilities. But I don't know that anyone does. So how do you? Scout That's true. That? That's true. He yeah. was the OC at Louisville when Lamar Jackson was there. So I think he, he was. knows how to utilize a dynamic quarterback. So let's hope he takes a little bit of that and he can go from there. You know, but he's still going to have Billy Gonzalez to uh, rely on, who's. Who's been around? They, I mean, uh, they know the system. They know what to do. It, it's right. Gonna it's, be, it's, it's a gonna formality, be in, in, in in a way, I guess it's a formality. But there's a feel to call plays, though. Yeah, there is. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know I mean, it's, and Dan it's, Mullen is one of the whew. best. I mean, you can we can also he can't recruit. He's goofy. He's a nerd. He's a dweeb. He's all of those things. Dan Mullen was right, but he was a damn good game day offense coordinator. Right, I agree with that. I mean, he was really, really, really good at that. So, but I think with the fact that now that. It's 15 back there. That changes things. That changes things a lot. So, we'll go with a couple of things here. I think if 27 gets 10-plus carries, they, if Florida, Florida wins the game. I love you. Okay. If he gets 10-plus <laughs> carries, they win the game. It'll be the first time all year he's gotten 10. So, Which is absurd. Absolutely insane. I was, fi- I was almost fixing to say, you know, um, he got three carries last week. Three. One, two, three. 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 He'll get three in the first drive. I, I, hope. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I can tell you what. 
that's if he if he gets three, that's three ta- that's three times somebody's got to tackle his ass. Yeah, because <laughs> that cat is going. He's seeking contact. He's already and, and, that, and that's that's what you want. He just ru- he just runs through people. Yep. And he sh- and that is one thing that I would say about Dan Mullen and the play calling this year. You know, be quick on this, but man, Damian Pierce did not get enough touches this year at all. You know, not even. And close. I know all those backs are all different, but Damian Pierce did not get enough touches this year. He gets a touchdown against Mizzou, and I I don't. Uh, Joey, did he touch it again? Maybe one more time? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Hell, yeah. I don't know. Save a match. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, I think – I don't know. We're, we'll find out about that. That's that's that, To me, that's one of the keys. Damian Pierce has to touch the football. Um, and then the key on defense is, is is gap responsibilities and being where you're supposed to be as, as backers. And uh, that's hard to job. do. That's hard to do with Jordan Travis back there. I mean, I, you, you know how I feel about Jordan Travis. I think he's pretty good at what he does. Um, and so, you know, they, the the defense played pretty good last week. Or yeah, last week Hopper very played. Good, I thought Hopper played really well. He plays behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. He plays so fast, too. Hopper's gets, downhill. Yeah, he gets downhill. He's on the other side of the line of scrimmage. That's who should have been replacing Ventrell Miller from the word go. But that's neither here nor there. It's, it's too late for all that, and here we are. So, uh, yeah, if the defense, if the defense plays uh, responsibly, they, if they play responsibly, I, I, they can – Florida can compete in the game. How about that? We'll say that. Well, okay, that's crazy. So, they're left – so, Florida is without uh, – Florida State, their left tackle is a little bit banged up. Um, okay. Went down in Boston College, did not return, thought it was season ending, and <coughs> ended up coming back and ended up not being um, season ending. So uh, I, that's that's something to monitor. Like he's, he's probably arguably their, one of their better linemen. Right. Um, and the last thing you want against a uh, front that they have uh, with Bogle getting more reps and, and Zach Carter, isn't that his name? Zach? Yeah, Zach Carter. Um, him getting more reps, I think. You don't want to have a bad – Florida State has no depth on the offensive line, much less uh, at that position. Uh, you can't have a you can't have a two a two going, and I think they're probably going to. Yeah, so that's, I, that, that's not that, great. that's not that's not great either. Give me a lot of second and tens, and, and Florida will have a uh, have a good chance to to win the game. I mean, I think they I think they should. They have a better roster. Um, they're starting their better quarterback. Um, I think I think. I think Florida wins. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying like even try to jinx it. I think they're I think they're a better football team and and they're playing better quarterback and they don't have anything. To, I mean, they don't really have anything to lose either. The, the, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, they have everything to lose if they lose to Florida State. But right, uh, playing like house money at this point. I'm with you. So you're taking Florida. Taking Florida. Yeah, yeah. I was I was probably going to take them before with Emory. Yeah. Okay. Bradford. I'll take the Gators as well. Oh, this is this is cute. You guys are doing this little fun little game where we. No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't believe it last week. Last week I was trying to just <laughs> it happening, and I did. But this week, no, I actually believe it. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna reluctantly go with the Gators as well, mainly because I don't want to lose a game to you two. <laughs> um, but like I said, I think if, if Pierce touches the ball ten plus times, and if the defense can can keep it second and manageable. Um, then, then, and put put Travis in a position to make him use his arm instead of his legs. Then, uh, yeah, that's not that's not their game plan. 
Yeah, that's obviously not their game plan, yeah. and it's it's a lot easier set to say that than to do that. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think if that happens, then then Florida wins the game by I don't know four. So Jacob, let's get your uh, your prediction here on the uh, the final result here for for the Florida Florida State. I know you kind of already unofficially gave it, but officially, what would you say? Yeah, um, you know, with Anthony Richardson being there, that's a difference maker for me. Uh, that's a rivalry game, so you never know how it's going to go. You know how that is. But I think Florida is a better team than Florida State at this stage. Um, it's at home. Yeah, it's at noon, but they'll still be there. I was gonna, I was just about to say, I think there's going to be some juice in the stadium. Too. They'll be there, and they'll be ready to go. And it'll be a good atmosphere. You know, it'll be a send-off, you know, senior day. It'll, they'll get up for it. Yep. You, you know, and like I said, Union's probably going to get the best version of – Chiefland, there's no doubt Florida State will get the best version of Florida. They'll be all in, you know what I'm saying, balls to the wall. And like I told you earlier, this is this is for a bowl game. Who in the hell would have thought that? Right. Battle of a bowl game, Florida, Florida State. Give me the Gators at home with AR. Um, I like them. Yep. Got it. How, how many points? How many, how many points do you think by? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> Two right two. out, right out around seven, either six to eight. It'll be, it'll be a one-score game. It'll be tight late uh, fourth quarter. I think Florida make a play or two to win it. Okay, like that, like that. Did, uh, is there anything else that, that you boys, you boys want to talk about? Um, no, a quick note. I, I, I forgot to mention this earlier. Actually, uh, Travis Yeckering sent it to me a little while ago, but he, he was talking about uh, if it's Napier and, and Scott Strickland is being his third football coach. You're going to give him everything he needs to succeed because you don't get more than three football coaches before you get fired too. Come on, as the AD. As the AD. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it was a pretty. I, I thought it was a pretty good take. Um, so yeah, I think I think he'll give he'll give whoever the new coach is, which obviously we think is Napier, whoever it is, he's going to give them every everything that they need in this lifetime to succeed. Dan Mullen didn't have that. Uh, I don't know if he didn't have it or didn't want to use it. I don't know. Huh. I would think that Dan Mullen had that. I would think he had the opportunity. It's the University of Florida. You don't think so? Yeah, I think he probably did. Um, but I don't know that Strickland – I don't know that Mullen asked Strickland for everything that he probably needed. Right, there you go. You know. Okay, and, you're, and Napier will because Napier, he knows Cause what – Because, well, what, like he's well, talked about earlier. Yeah. Like he knows what he's walking into if he walks into the University of yeah, Florida. If I'm Napier – Scott Strickland better promise me the world. Yeah. And more. You know what I'm saying? This is a two-way interview. You know what I'm saying? And and I think it probably has already took place like we talked about before. But definitely, um, Scott Strickland, you know, his ass might have needed to been fired. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I am not a Scott Strickland guy at all. He can, he can, he can kick all the rocks. Um, with no shoes. With zero shoes and then step on a couple of Legos on the way by. Mm, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't care anything about that guy at all. Um, <laughs> but with all that said, I, I do think this is his last. His last hoorah. If he don't get this one right, he, it's night night time for him. Yeah, no, I agree. Bradford, Brad, you want to send this home? I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving uh, as y'all are, as y'all listen to this. Absolutely. Jacob's got one last thing to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to thank uh, you guys, front porch sitting. Uh, for having me on it's been a real pleasure to come over here and chat with you guys about this and i hope you guys like it and y'all take care happy thanksgiving and uh 
Go Gators, go Bears. Blank Chieflin. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for tonight. Sitters with Bradford Douglas, I'm with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, with special best guest J. Coe. LeBron is with the girl. See you next time, Sitters. Oh,